0: Welcome, I'm Shalom Black, and I'm the Grants Program Coordinator for Loudoun County's Department of Management and Budget. We're going to delve into the exciting world of grant goals and outcome evaluation today, so let's go ahead and get started on the webinar. You may be asking why you need to evaluate your programs. Apart from the fact that a lot of your funders are going to ask you to provide um, an evaluation, um, it can support program and strategic planning. It can help you communicate your story. And that's important, of course, because um, not just funders want to know what it is that your organization um, does. but It can be important for raising awareness in the community. It can be important for um, getting more donors to come and donate to your organization, or even getting volunteers engaged. Um, It can, can help you to track your progress towards goals. And finally, it can serve as a basis for ongoing learning to make your work stronger and more effective. Now, we're going to talk a little bit today about goals, objectives, and outcomes. And I should mention at the very start that some funders use these terms interchangeably. It can be very confusing, um, but the definitions that I'm giving you are the definitions that we at Loudoun County use when we refer to goals, objectives, and outcomes. So you start with goals that are derived from your mission statement to help set the program's direction. Um, After that, then the objectives help to nail down what must actually be accomplished to achieve the goals. Um, Typically you're going to need multiple objectives for one goal. Outcomes then provide measurable effects that the program will accomplish. We'll go into a little more detail on all three of these, but let's take a look at an example of how they work together. For example, your goal may be to improve the health status of Loudoun County children ages birth to five years. The objective that you create would be 90% of parents will understand the importance of childhood immunization. And the outcome, what they do as a result of that understanding, is that increased numbers of parents take their children to be immunized. Talk specifically about goals. Goals always align with your agency's mission. They address the long-term desired results or outcomes. They're typically very broad and general, and they specify the population that you intend to serve. Goals talk about what you want to change and not what you're going to do. So you're not talking about activities or programs or strategies, you're talking about the change that you want to see in your community. Objectives, on the other hand, focus on results and not on the strategies or the processes, not on the activities or the deliverables. Um, just to give a little definition, the term deliverable, as we use it, typically means something that you can kind of see um, has been accomplished. So, for example, a strategic plan is a deliverable because you can hand it over to um, your funder and say, look, this is completed. Um, it might be a um, curriculum that you've designed. Um, those are the types of things that we mean when we say deliverable. Your objectives need to reflect the quality of the outputs, activities, or deliverables from your organization. Um, the best definition I have for outputs is um, the things that result from your program. So um, we'll go into a little more detail on that later, but. Uh, For example, it would be that you served 500 children. That's an output. An objective is actually talking about the quality of service that you provided to those 500 children. Objectives should be stated as numbers, percentages, or percent of change, and should use active verbs. When you create your objectives, you need to ask yourself, how much did we do, how well did we do it, and is anyone better off? In addition, objectives need to be smart so that specific, measurable, aggressive, but attainable, results-oriented, and time-bound. Objectives that are specific include who, what, and where, and use only one action verb to avoid any issues with measuring success. So, for example, you would not create an objective that says we will prevent a problem behavior and intervene in any problem behaviors that arise with our teens. Um, Those are two different things that you would measure, preventing and intervening. So you would just choose one of those to talk about um, the objective for your program. Measurable means um, how much change is expected. Aggressive but attainable, you need to have realistic objectives given the resources and planned implementation for your program and these objectives may and probably should be based on your previous performance in order to be results oriented your objective needs to be directly related to your program goal and to be time bound it needs to be limited in the case of county grant funding to the 2019 fiscal year so that's July 1st 2018 through June 30th 2019 um, the objectives need to be something that you can measure within that timeframe I'll give you some examples of some strong and weak objectives so you can kind of see the difference so a weak objective is that volunteers will call 100 potential donors it's really more of an output than an objective because it's t- it's Talking about um, what was done, and it doesn't really tell you anything about the quality of those phone calls. A stronger objective would be 80 out of 100 individuals called will become new donors, um, or 50% of new donors will donate at $50 or higher, as tracked in the donor database. You can see those are both better indicators of the quality of the phone calls to donors that were made. A weak objective is we will train 30 employees in CPR. Doesn't really get at why, or it doesn't really get at the quality of the training. So a stronger objective would say, 90% of employees receiving CPR training will show a gain in knowledge of life-saving techniques as indicated by pre and post test. Um, So you're showing in this example what's going to result from the training, that's the gain in knowledge, And you're also talking a little bit about how you're going to know that, as indicated by giving them a pre- and post-test, a test before they take the training and after they take the training. One more example, and this one involves a deliverable. So the strategic plan was developed. Um, Again, we don't really know anything about the strategic plan or what it accomplished. So a stronger objective would say 100% of board members and employees understand the direction the organization is taking as indicated by anonymous surveys. So the goal of doing a strategic plan is to help your board members and employees understand the direction the organization is taking. That's what you really wanna be measuring. Anonymous surveys are the way that you would find out if um, they have that understanding. Now we'll talk a little bit about outcomes. Um, There are short-term, mid-term, and long-term outcomes. Um, We'll talk initially about short-term outcomes, and those generally are outcomes that you see within the first year or two. So the question that you ask is, what changes do we expect to occur within the short-term? And that might include the awareness, knowledge, opinions, attitudes, and skills that are gained by participants. Short-term outcomes are the most direct result of a program's activities and outputs. Typically, the short-term outcomes are not the ends in themselves, but they're necessary steps towards intermediate or long-term outcomes or goals. Intermediate outcomes are usually in the range of two to five years. Um, What changes do we want to see occur after that? This can include changes in behavior. And intermediate outcomes are those outcomes that link a program's short-term outcomes to long-term outcomes. Long-term outcomes oftentimes are talked about more in terms of um, being the goals or the impact of the program. And oftentimes those can take a much longer time um, to really come about. Five or more years is typical for a long-term outcome. So you would ask, what changes do we hope to see over time? That might include a change in the participant's behavior, their condition, or their status. This could result from the achievement of short and intermediate-term outcomes. Now, a word of caution. Generally, outcomes um, that are long-term are outcomes that the program has a less direct influence on. So I'll give you an example. Um, You may have a homeless prevention program and your long-term outcome that you want to see is that in five years, individuals who have gone through the homeless prevention program have uh, maintained permanent housing. Well, that is very possibly linked to the program that you put on. However, there could be other intervening factors that also had an influence on those individuals in maintaining their permanent housing. For example, they maybe found a better job, and that has allowed them to have some stability. Perhaps they got married, and that's given them extra income to maintain that housing. So you can see, it may not be directly linked to your program, um, but it is um, still uh, one of the outcomes that you can look at for the long term. Now, partly because of that reason, these long-term outcomes typically occur beyond the time frame of a grant. Most grants range from one year to three years. Uh, Every now and then you'll find a grant that is five years. Um, That's pretty atypical, though. Um, These long-term outcomes are typically not expected to be tracked um, by a grantor, so usually you are Um, just setting these goals for yourself and for your program. The scope of outcomes, um, these should be realistic boundaries that are based on your program's reach. So that might include geography. For example, you might want to reach residents of Loudoun County or students attending Tuscarora High School. It could be age, um, so youth ages eight to 12 or children grades K to six. Um, You may have some uh, boundaries around income level or financial circumstance. So maybe you're working with low-income individuals or individuals who are middle class with bad credit. Um, The boundaries could be uh, limited to ethnicity or culture. So you might be working with a predominantly Latino population or individuals who are recent immigrants. And there could be some other characteristics, like perhaps they're a part-time worker, perhaps they're a victim of abuse. Performance measures are the type of data that you'll collect to show that you're meeting your objectives. Typically, these are stated as a number, a percentage, a percent increase or decrease, or a cost savings. Um, Cost savings are especially, uh, I think, important for programs that are doing prevention work, and it can, Be a good way to show that you are making a difference in keeping people from accessing the system. Um, So, for example, uh, let's take a probation program that um, attempts to help get uh, mental health treatment for individuals on probation um, who have a, a mental health diagnosis. Now the program is keeping, is sending these individuals to mental health treatment as opposed to sending them back to jail. You can actually calculate the cost savings by um, looking at the number of jail days that were saved by not sending them back to jail on a probation violation. Um, typically, um, you're able to find out how much it costs for an individual to spend one day in jail. And um, so you could make that calculation. and So that way you'd be able to show how your program is saving money. As you're creating your performance measures, you really need to be realistic. If you haven't tracked a particular metric for your program in the past, do your best to try to give a realistic and reasonable estimate. Um, you're going to want to try uh, when possible, to identify unduplicated numbers of clients. Um, that's not always possible, I know. But sometimes, if you're doing a large event, um, you don't always have time to have your participants sign in and make sure, you know, do a comparison to make sure that you're not serving the same people at multiple events. Um, but I do highly recommend that if it's within your power to have sign in sheets and to be able to track uh, participation that you do that to the best of your ability. So your targets for your performance measures can be developed in a variety of ways. It might be a point in time average, so maybe you look at one particular day and look at the caseload for your officer or your uh, social worker for that day, um, and that is the point in time average that you use. Perhaps you want to look at a three-year average. Go back for the past three years and sum up the number of individuals you've served and then divide it by three. You could use your previous fiscal year's actual count if you feel like the previous year was a good representation of the uh, services and the, the amount of people that you reach. You also could take a look at the industry standard. This is especially helpful if you are starting a new program Um, you can take a look at the research that shows outcomes from others who are implementing the same program or same type of program. Um, So for example, let's say you're doing a literacy program and you look at uh, other programs uh, or the research that says that 95% of students that are part of this program show an increase in their reading skills. Um, you could use that as your target. Um, You might also want to look at outcomes from other jurisdictions that are doing similar types of programs, especially jurisdictions that are similar to the jurisdiction that you are from. As you try to determine the quarterly targets, that's the number that you anticipate you will reach each quarter. There are several ways to calculate that. You can divide your projected yearly total by four if you think you'll have pretty uh, consistent participation. You can base it on the same quarter in the previous fiscal year. Now that means that you would go back and you would take a look and say, wow, we have a much higher enrollment during the winter months. So I'm going to predict for next year that our target will be higher for the second and third quarter than it is for the first and fourth quarter. You also can, again, take a look at the industry standard and see if research shows that there's uh, higher participation or um, a change in the statistics over the course of the year, um, seasonally. And once again, you can take a look at experiences from other jurisdictions that might be running programs similar to yours. The reported actuals for each quarter should be cumulative and represent the year-to-date totals for the Loudoun County grant process. Um, So that means that you would track the totals from July 1st, 2018, to the date of the report. So for quarter one, that would be July 1st through September 30th. For the mid-year or quarter two report, that would be July 1st to December 31st. And so on there's a variety of different data sources that you can rely on to help uh, provide the data that you'll need you can take a look at surveys these can be used either within your organization for staff or for program participants or you could even survey a broader audience take a look at what the community knows about um, an issue that you are trying to raise an awareness for these could be program evaluations that take place after your program, or it could even be pre and post test, where you uh, test your participants prior to the program and then after the program to show a change. It could be a database where you keep account of the participants. It could be participation records. You could take a look at your case files for individual clients or participants. You could conduct conduct interviews with uh, smaller groups of participants to get the type of data that you need. And you also can conduct focus groups, which generally will tell you um, a broader sort of perception of your program um, from the community or from people that have participated in it. We're gonna talk a little bit about the challenge of uh, linking objectives to your budget request. Um, this can be difficult when you're requesting operational support. So, what kind of objectives come from paying the rent or paying salaries? Um, the solution is really to take a broader look at if then scenarios for your program. I'll give you two examples. If you're asking for funding for rent, you could say, if we do not have rent money, then we will not have adequate space for our program and we would not be able to increase the GPAs of 50 teens so the objective that you would identify would be 50 teens will increase their GPAs through our after-school program obviously if you don't have rent money to provide a building you're not going to be able to provide this after-school program for 50 teens In the example of requesting funds for a salary you could say If we're unable to pay staff a competitive salary then we will not be able to retain high quality certified staff to lead programs and as an objective you could identify we will provide five programs rated as high quality led by certified staff to our community members if you did not have um, these certified staff you may not receive these high quality ratings Um, i'm sharing a tool that i uh, found in one of the workshops um, for grant writing that i went to and i found it incredibly helpful Um, it's a proposal alignment grid and you can go through and write out each objective that you've identified for your grant and align it with the need so does the objective respond to a stated need you can align the objective to activities that you have identified does the activity support the achievement of the objective? Is the rationale for the activity provided? Are staff roles described? Is the timeline included? Um, you also can link the objectives to the evaluation. A uh, Measurable outcome is described for this objective. The method for collecting data and analyzing this outcome is described. And the timeline for evaluation is provided. Um, in addition, you link your objectives to your budget. So materials, other resources needed for the proposed activity to support this objective are listed in the budget. And staff associated with the proposed activities to support this objective are listed in the budget. Um, I found this to be a very, very helpful grid. It can really help you to think through the objectives that you've created and see how they link with each of the individual proposal sections. Um, So I thought I would share that and you should be able to print the slide and use it on your own if that's something that you think would be helpful. We're gonna talk a little bit more about another type of planning tool called a logic model. Um, we do not require logic models for the, uh, Franklin, or for the Loudoun County nonprofit grants, um, but they can be very helpful as you're creating a program. So a program logic model is a picture of how your program works, the theory and assumptions underlying the program. This model provides a roadmap of your program, highlighting how it is expected to work, what activities need to come before others, and how desired outcomes are achieved. And this comes from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation Evaluation Handbook. Logic models typically are found in grants for research or program creation. Some are simple and some are very complex. All of them use if-then relationships to connect the program parts. And uh, it can be very helpful to start with the desired outcome and work your way backward from that. I'll give you an example. This is a simple logic model. It comes from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. And um, basically it breaks down the um, model into two parts. There's your planned work and your intended results. Under your planned work, we have resources or inputs and activities. And under intended results, you've got outputs, then outcomes, and then the impact. So we'll walk through each of those sections. Under planned work, resources that are needed to implement the program and activities planned. Um, Resources might include the human uh, resources, so that would be your staff members. Might be financial, which would be things like grants or donor support or program fees. Um, organizational resources and community resources Um, these also could be called inputs in a logic model also under planned work fall program activities so what the program does with those resources that would be the processes tools events technology and actions that are part of the program implementation These are are interventions used to bring about the intended program changes or results. Under your intended results, these are the desired results for your program, and they include outputs, outcomes, and impact. So outputs are the direct products of the program activities, and they might include the types, levels, and targets of services to be delivered by the program. Outcomes are also called short-term objectives, and these are the specific changes in the program participant's behavior, knowledge, skills, status, and level of functioning. So you're talking more about the quality of uh, the changes that are happening as opposed to just numerical count. The impact then is the long-term outcome or the goal. The fundamental or intended or unintended change occurring in organizations, communities, or systems as a result of the program activities. So, we'll take a look at what this looks like with an example. So, for number one, your resources, certain resources are needed to operate your program. Um, let's use the example of an underage drinking prevention uh, class. So for this program, you need 200 workbooks, two teachers, and one classroom. Those are your inputs or your resources. If you have access to these things, then you can use them to accomplish your planned activities. Your planned activities are the underage drinking prevention classes. And if you accomplish your planned activities, then you will hopefully deliver the amount of the product or service that you intended. In this case, it would be the 200 teens take the class. That would be your output. If you accomplish your planned activities to the extent you intended, then your participants will benefit in certain ways. That's the outcome or the objective. And the benefit is that 95% of those 200 teens remain alcohol-free for at least three months. If these benefits the participants are achieved, then certain changes in organizations, communities, or systems might be expected to occur. In this case, the need for long-term services is prevented. Um, that's the long-term impact. The Loudon County model um, takes a look at um, some of those elements, and um, so we look first at the mission of the nonprofit funding which is to support local nonprofits providing services that assist vulnerable and disadvantaged individuals and families in meeting a critical need for safety health security and independence we then look at the strategies that will be enacted Um, these are our areas of need and those are prevention and self-sufficiency crisis intervention and diversion long-term support and improved quality of human services From those areas of need, we then then derive uh, specific desired outcomes that we, as the county, would like to see come from our funding. And those are that individuals and families became or remained independent and stable, the need for crisis intervention or long-term support services was prevented, individuals and families in crisis overcame immediate problems, Individuals or families in crisis were prevented from needing more restrictive and expensive higher-level services, and individuals who have continuing long-term support needs remained healthy, safe, and independent in the community. And finally, community organizations provided improved or enhanced quality, accessibility, accountability, or coordination of services. If we achieve those desired outcomes, then that could have the following impact. On our community and that would be that all Loudoun County residents will be safe healthy secure and independent that's really our vision for the county we'll go back to that example of the underage drinking prevention um, and cessation programs now these are two programs being run by one organization and we're going to take a little more in-depth look at how they um, function The area of need identified would be prevention, and under the prevention area, the desired outcome is the need for crisis intervention or long-term services was prevented. The organization then decides that the objective they wish to reach is that 95% of their team participants will remain alcohol-free for at least three months. If that objective is achieved, then we will see the desired outcome. So the successful completion of the program will prevent a need for alcohol cessation intervention later in life. The data source that they will use is a participant survey conducted three months after the program end. That's where they get their information from. The target they identify for the mid-year is that 96 out of 100, um, or 96% of teen participants report no alcohol use. And their final report target is that 97% of teen participants report no alcohol use. Now the same organization also runs an uh, alcohol cessation program. So for that program, they identify the area of need as intervention. And they go back to the list and they choose the desired outcome that individuals or families in crisis were prevented from needing more restrictive and expensive higher level services the objective that they identify is that 15 teen participants who identified as alcohol drinkers will remain alcohol free for at least three months Um, the objective if that is achieved will lead to the outcome so the program will intervene to help teens quit drinking before long-term health problems begin which would require expensive services we'll know this through participant interviews that are conducted three months after the program ends that's their data source the target that they've set up is that seven of the 10 teen participants who identified as alcohol drinkers report no alcohol use and the uh, final report target is 15 of the 20 teen participants who identified as alcohol drinkers report no alcohol use When you're reporting on the um, objectives and the targets that uh, you've identified, you're going to compare the objective target that you created in your grant to your actual grant performance, the actual program performance. Um, So you'll put the actual numbers that you've achieved for that quarter. It's important that you try to continually track your data and not wait until a report is due to go back and try to recreate Um, what's happened over the course of those three months. Highly recommend that you use Excel or some other database software. Um, That's available for a very, very reasonable price to nonprofits through TechSoup.org. Oftentimes you can get software there for $20 or less. Um, They also also sometimes will offer trainings and um, you can do a lot of things with Excel. if you get the proper training. So I highly recommend that you look into um, getting a software system and then getting trained to use it fully so that you can use it for your data tracking. We also would ask that you share your success stories when that's possible. Um, We are all people who are in this uh, job because we wanna make a difference in people's lives and uh, so hearing how the county funding has impacted individuals makes a big difference. Um, Obviously, we wanna see the quantitative data as well, but please take time and uh, use the space that's provided in the reports to share some success stories from individuals that you've reached. Also keep in mind that timeliness counts. Um, Not all funders will send out a reminder when you have to turn in a report. And they might count uh, a late report against you um, and take points off um, as they're considering whether to fund you again in in additional years. Um, Typically, Loudoun County does send reminders out, but it's a good practice to get into to just go ahead and start writing down the due dates for all of the um, reporting that you need to do for a particular grant. So what about unanticipated variances? If your variance is positive, and you sort of overshot your target, then share a more realistic projection that's based on the trend that you've been seeing. Um, We'd like to know, if you serve 200 people instead of 100, what do you think accounts for that? And what do you think is a more realistic projection for the entire year? On the other hand, if the variance is negative, we want you to be honest with us we'd like you to share your plan to correct the course or um, revise your estimates um, talk about what you think is behind that um, that negative variance and and why you think you didn't reach the totals that you thought you were going to reach you uh, can call your county contract manager directly uh, prior to the report if you Uh, face any major problems and we might be able to let you revise your projections um, for the year or for the quarter accordingly we want to be seen as partners and often we can help you to problem solve um, if you come to us and uh, present us with the issues that you're facing Um, so please try to try to get in touch with us early on and let us know if you're having issues and we'll see what we can do to help you resolve them we want you to be successful, and that's why we've invested funding in your organization. I've listed here um, three good evaluation resources. The first one is Innovation Network, and that one is pretty specific to nonprofit evaluation. The second is the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. They have a really extensive evaluation handbook um, that's very good if you'd like to dig into Um, evaluation with some more depth and detail and the Institute of Museum and Library Sciences outcome-based evaluations um, there's a training course on there that is is really wonderful it um, actually has you start with the outcome in mind and work your way backwards to design programs Um, that's the system that I was trained on in graduate school and it can really ensure that your um, work that the organization is doing is remaining mission-centered and remaining outcome-centered. So I highly recommend any of those resources if you'd like to learn more. My contact information is on the screen, and I would um, encourage you to reach out and contact me if you have any questions. Again, I'm Shalom Black, and I I am the grants coordinator for Loudoun County, and I thank you for taking the time today to uh, watch the webinar and hope you'll let me know if you have any questions. Thanks.